Hey guys, welcome to the Bad Blood Football Podcast. On this episode, we'll be discussing the championship games from last weekend. So we're just going to start right away with this uh, Titans and Chiefs matchup. The Chiefs were the favorites by you know pretty large margin. They took the game 35-24. to It's pretty predictable, if you ask me. Uh, it seems silly to say it, because most people saw it from a mile away, but Rob and Dan actually both got this one wrong, even though the Chiefs have the best quarterback that the league has ever seen. Um, at the end of the day, Ryan Tannehill looked like Ryan Tannehill. Pat Mahomes looked like Pat Mahomes, which is, you know, pretty damn good. So I just want to know, Rob, what do you have to say for yourself? I, I told you last week that you should convert. You refused then. So I ask you again, are you ready to repent and join the church of Pat Mahomes? Who? Who is this Pat Mahomes fellow? I, I He sounds like somebody from high school. I Maybe he played quarterback. No, fuck that guy. He's, at, he's uh, overrated 100%. Uh, he doesn't deserve to be where he is right now. Uh, you, and you mentioned that he's the best quarterback the uh, the league has ever seen. I'm sorry, have you ever seen Tom Brady play? Um, if I'm not mistaken, he is the greatest of all time. And Pat Mahomes I, I is said living the best. in his... I said the best, not the greatest. Regardless, as of right now, Lamar Jackson is still 100% better than him. There is no <laughs> way in the world that... That Kansas City and Pat Mahomes should be here right now. Andy Reid, a horrible coach, should not be here. Horrible in the playoffs. He's only a good regular season coach. Pat Mahomes is right there with him, and he's overrated. I think he just had. I think he just had two flukes of games right now. I mean, to be honest, you had what five touchdowns last time, four touchdowns this game. I think it's. Uh, he's going to hit a brick wall when he when he plays the 49ers, or I, and we're just going to have to see. Yeah, that's just crazy. What do you have to say to that, Dan? I, you know, I don't even want to dignify that with a response. So I was really looking forward to this game. I think out of the two games, this one was more exciting to watch um, because yet again the Chiefs had to come from a deficit and pull out the win. Um, I'm, I would, uh, I am ready to join the Church of Pat Mahomes. I mean, I think he's a great QB. I don't know if uh, I definitely think Lamar is better, but I think he's one of the top three QBs. Um, and I have to disagree with you on your opening statement, how you said Ryan Tannehill played like Tannehill, because he played completely opposite of what he's been playing the past two games. It's kind of like San Fran and Tennessee switched their offenses, because Garoppolo averaged the same average that Tannehill was uh, averaging coming into this game. So it was kind of interesting to see these two teams take a uh, different approach on this game. Um, I think Tannehill did a great job on offense, passing over 200 yards for two touchdowns. Um Obviously, they couldn't pull it out because Derrick Henry did not perform anywhere close to what he performed in the past two games. I mean, only 69 yards and one touchdown with a 3.6 average. Not the best when you're looking at a guy who is getting around 180 yards per game. Um, although I did shout out A.J. Brown um, previously in the last episode, and I got to give him credit to Tannehill for opening up the field. Their offense was looking a hell of a lot better Um on the, with the receivers because he was throwing the ball out to 10 different receivers. His star receiver was Corey Davis. Um, he got five receptions with eight targets, but A.J. Brown was right there with him. And it's unfortunate that the Titans lost. I would have liked to see them win this one. Um, like I said, they were the most exciting team for me to watch, but good job, Chiefs. Yeah. So I, I just don't think, you know, if, if Mahomes had a performance like Tannehill did, we'd be saying a lot different things. We'd be saying how he sucks. It just... It was good for Tannehill, but it wasn't a real, I don't know, real quarterbacks do a little better than that. Sean, but, uh, that may what? have been one of the worst statements you've ever made, ever. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, to to be honest with you, I think Ryan Tannehill looked more like a 
actual quarterback than yes, Pat Mahomes did. I agree. Pat Mahomes looked like he was playing backyard football. Grant, he okay, fine. He might have had a better game, but I think Ryan Tannehill looked more like a professional than this game. He had the same. He had more completions and passing yards than he did in both. Uh, Previous playoff games combined, I think he played fantastic. The QBRs don't say it. I think he was really accurate this game, throwing dimes. He, uh, I think he he looked better than he did all season long in this game. And Pat Mahomes, like I said, overrated. I think he just has weapons around him that allow him to play like that. So rushing teams, you know, usually teams like the Titans, they're supposed to be able to close out games if they get a lead. But in this one, they were up 10-0, and... You know, you'd expect someone like Derrick Henry to get better as the game goes on. You know, the defense is going to start being kind of scared to tackle you. You're wearing him down. You're a heavy guy. But he had uh, 19 carries. He only had 70 yards on the game. Uh, I feel like this he, he he choked harder than a porn star on Ron Jeremy's dick this game. So, like, how could this possibly have happened? What went wrong? Derrick Henry, 70 yards? Like, what? I think it was a uh, it was a combination of bad coaching calls from the offensive coordinator and poor blocking because I think that the offensive coordinator over there in Tennessee I I just don't think that he was consistent with what he was doing the last couple of games. You know, they only had 23 rushing attempts, which was less than Tennessee or less than Kansas City's rushing attempts at 27. It's just not a game that they're used to playing. So, you know, 70 yards, okay, that's only in the, like, pretty much only the first half because they didn't really use Henry that much in the second half when they were trying to, you know, um, recuperate points at the end of the game. And it, they put it more on Ryan Tannehill this game. And, I mean, obviously I think they did okay with that. But, I mean, they should have included Henry in a lot more uh, late in the game because, like, you know, if they would have started doing that and actually been able to block better, uh, they would have... They would have worn that that defense down. You know, they had that nine-minute drive going in uh, for their, you know, get their second touchdown. That I thought at that point in time, it was it looked like a wrap for the Chiefs if they could keep pulling off nine-minute drives and scoring touchdowns. Um, it would have been really challenging for the Chiefs, but you know, the Chiefs' uh, quick score ability is always an, an issue in that situation. And in my opinion, I think it might be a detriment. However, not allowing that defense to get breaks. Is a, is a problem against a rushing team. However, obviously, they were able to stop him because that offensive line was playing like booty cheeks. And, yeah, uh, I, I thought the Chiefs were going to get maximum maybe five possessions because they had so much time. Or the Tennessee was burning so much time, uh, especially on that one drive in the beginning of the game, that it would have been problematic. But this, I mean, they ended up getting nine drives out of it, and obviously it helped them in the end. Yeah, definitely. I would say I agree with you that is on the coaching staff. I think going in this game, obviously, everyone was looking at Ryan Tannehill's stats and his average of yards per game. And they kind of wanted to counter that and show that he can be a passer as well. So they did obviously decrease um, Derrick Henry's carries to 19. I think they definitely should have fed him the ball a lot more than that because he was going over 30 carries the previous two games. So I think that kind of got away with them. Um, it was good to see Tannehill open up the field, and they should have kind of stuck to their guns, although all the criticism is saying against Tannehill being a shitty QB. I don't care what you say, Sean. He did great this game. But uh, they should have stuck to their guns. I mean, Derrick Henry's the man. He's the best rusher in the uh, league right now, and they should have kept him, kept feeding him the ball. It's, it's unfortunate that they uh, didn't do much with him that game. Um, credit to Pat Mahomes. He is a great QB. And uh, he was actually their leading rusher, which is not really surprising because their run game ain't the best. Um, and Rob, you had a big shout out last week uh, with Sammy Watkins, even though I underrated him. I didn't think he was going to perform that well in this game. 
How did you feel about his performance? I and I and I was gonna say because Sammy Watkins was his number one receiver, was he not? Yes, he was. So yeah, so and I was also I also brought up last week that uh, that Kelsey was gonna have uh, gonna have issues this week, and I I do, I do think that little injury kind of kind of made him uh, less productive than he used to be because he only had three catches for thirty yards um, on four different targets. So obviously he was not that involved in this game. Yep, um, just like Ertz was for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, I'm I'm thinking that Sammy Watkins being that like because like they ended up shutting Tyreek Hill down. I mean, he only had 67 yards. I mean, he did have two TDs, but yes. it was on five receptions. You know, I I think Tyreek Hill being the fastest guy in the NFL, honestly, uh, he should have been you know targeted more, and they just failed to do that. So were there any big key plays that stood out to you guys that gave the Chiefs the edge in this game? Like it was it seemed close at the start, but. Chiefs just ran away with it. Was it like big plays, or was it a series of little plays? You know, what would you what would you say? Well, I would argue the Chiefs are just a, a big play machine. I mean, because they were like, I, I, it had to have been less than two minutes of drive when they were scoring, and it was like, and I'll give I'll give Mahomes this when he ran for twenty seven yards uh, in that second quarter where he escaped. I don't even know five five different defensive players to then tiptoe on the sidelines. And begin that tw- the begin the run of the twenty one unanswered points. I don't understand how he did that, but I think that that was probably their biggest their biggest um, accomplishment that game. And and alongside that, uh, you know, the defense's ability to stop Derrick Henry's rushing attack, or at least stop the offensive coordinator from from feeding him the ball, probably was another big key to why they uh, to why they won. Yeah, I would have to agree. I think um, I don't know. I I just think Pat Mahomes is so good. He's such a playmaker that uh, doesn't matter if they come out slow as shit the past like the past two games. They're, they're still a playmaking team. They always throw points. I mean, I didn't expect. Well, I did actually. I expected them only to get twenty four points, but uh, shows that you can't always be right. Um, I'm excited to see what they can do for the uh, next game. I know they're going to probably produce the same. Do every possession almost touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. So I'm ex- I'm excited to see the matchup between. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. And I and and I also want to give a uh, a little special shout out to uh, Adam Humphreys. I thought he had a very interesting performance. He had four catches, but like he had um he had two catches that were converted for first downs on third down and uh, and one for uh, one on fourth down. So he he seems to be a type of guy that you can rely on, and I think that's uh, very instrumental to have. He's kind of like an Edelman-type player, you know, when he doesn't have butterfingers, um, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, it was just, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, it's pretty important on a team that doesn't run the ball that much too, right? Like, it's a big deal. So let's go to this uh, player of the game. I thought it was pretty obvious, but, you know, given what Rob's been saying so far, I'm assuming he's going to pick someone other than Mahomes. So, you know, go ahead. Tell me who your player of the game is. So I'm going to have to go with uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Um, no, I obviously Pat Mahomes, he uh, he played well this game. I You can't really give it to anybody else because the running back did not play well. He only got 45 yards. Pat Mahomes, I mean – Almost 300 yards passing, three TDs. You know he was he was the playmaker, and like I said earlier, I do think that it's the weapons around him that give him this ability. And if he's put on a team that's that does not have these weapons, he will not be nearly as good. Um, but you can't deny the fact that he did score uh, four times by himself, 
and uh, I'll have to give it to him. However, I was I was only partially joking about the uh, Ryan Tannehill comment. I I do think he is definitely an honorable mention for the uh, the reasons I said earlier, having a good game uh, in comparison to the last two weeks. He was able to pick up that slack from Derrick Henry. Obviously, not all the way, but he still did a pretty good job with that. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, I think Pat Mahomes takes the cake. He uh, he's a phenomenal player. He's he captain his team very well. I'd also like to give credit to uh, Andy Reid. You know, that's a huge shout out. The guy, no one ever expected him to keep winning. Um, there's probably a lot of doubters out there, even though they were the favorite that uh, Andy, Andy Reid just couldn't pull it through. So I'm happy for them that uh, Andy could get the double, but um, give it to Pat Mahomes to lead his team down the field and score. And I am one of those doubters, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move to this game where the 49ers seriously put a hurting on the Packers. They beat them 37 to 20. Um, right at the top here, I think we got to go into Mostert's incredible rushing performance this game. He had 220 yards and 29 carries. So, you know, what factors in this game allowed him to pull off such, like, ridiculous numbers? So, being a part of that, that three-headed monster of their, uh, of their three-back offense, he's obviously... He was the one that got started, and they they just kept feeding him the ball. And I do think that was a uh, that was definitely a good idea. You know, Tevin Coleman got injured uh, in the beginning of the game, so Mostert had you know more opportunity. But I do think that that was the right call to keep feeding him. Uh, he was you know he broke multiple different postseason records for both the 49ers and the league. You know, it's just setting records back to back to back to back. I mean, you really can't argue with that. He just. Uh, the offensive line was having a great game. They didn't really have to rely on Jimmy G at all. So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, so, you know, shout out definitely to him. Uh, hopefully he can, uh, you know, keep producing like he has been. But I, it might be somebody different next week. Who knows? What do you think, Dan? Yeah, definitely. He did a phenomenal job. They really exposed the Packers' uh, run defense for sure. As soon as they saw that they were just establishing the run game off the bat, uh, they just stuck with it, like you said. And like I said uh, a couple minutes ago, how they just kind of, them and the Titans flip-flopped their offense, and they just ran the ball majority of the time. Um, Grappolo, I wanted to see a good game out of him, but uh, with these stats and his performance, I just didn't see it. But uh, credit to Mustard for the... uh, the carries, he didn't really, and uh, Jimmy Grappolo didn't really spread the ball, which I was um, saddened to see. Um, I know Rob was hyping up Richard Sherman, so given that he got one interception, fuck that, whatever. But uh, he definitely got that wrong on his coverage against um, Devontae Adams, so fuck you, Rob. Listen, okay, listen. <laughs> what was your prediction last week, Rob? What was, what was oh, it? Oh, here we go. You know what? You, you predicted Devontae Adams to get under 75 yards, and you said just four receptions? He had, he had nine catches for 138. What, what were you saying, Rob? Sherman is definitely still the best corner. He takes away a third of the field by himself. There is no way in the world. Devontae Adams, like I said, he had a fluke. Also, Sherman what? was not you know solely on him all night. He was helping the rest of the team out being a team player and, and just completely uh, neutralizing a third of the field. Um, and that's that's what a good corner does. And you'll argue, you know, with me about you know Revis and all the other guys that, that came before him. But I think Richard Sherman is a new cornerback who does take away that third of the field. Any anything that comes in that in that vicinity, most of the time, will uh, will get picked up. And uh, Richard Sherman is pretty shut down. Now, I mean, granted, everybody has a uh, everybody has a good um, good play every once in a while. Devontae Adams, you know, that 66 yard catch, you can't really argue with that, but he did save the touchdown because the other guy that tackled him was not going to catch him. I'll tell you that. So if Richard Sherman did not get his hands on him, they would have scored. So who knows what would have happened from there. But, uh, I still nah. think Richard Sherman has nah. the right to talk like he nah, does because he overrated. still did not allow a touchdown in this game. And that's really, that, that's really all that matters. Is it not? 
I don't even think this guy should be talked about in the same sentence as like someone like a Stefan Gilmore or like, you know, any of the historical greats either. I don't know, like a Revis or somebody. Like he's just not even close. He's he's fine. And he's I think you're corner. an idiot for saying that. <laughs> that is corner. That is he's solid. That is blasphemy. <laughs> that is blasphemy. No, 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 no. Not a part a of the greats. What do you mean? He is he is one of the best. And if you're disagreeing with me, you're just ignorant to the fact. Or you're just ignorant to the fact of good corners. I, I I just I just can't even argue with you. Then it just doesn't he, make he any won't, sense. He won't lose his team the game, but he won't you know do anything too special. But nobody way. throws against him. What do you mean? What's your take, Dan? Do you, do you think he's uh, Rob's overhyping him a bit? Uh, yeah, I mean he's been in the league for a while and he's proven himself a decent amount. Um, I think he's over he's overhyped about though. So I'm with you on this one, Sean. Uh, I don't fucking stand by Richard Sherman at all. If it was me, I wouldn't pick him to be on my team. Um, so I'm going against you, Rob, on this one. Sorry. And that's that. why you would lose all of the playoff <laughs> games ever if you nah. ever were in the league. There is no way in the world I would not not have Richard Sherman on my team. He is a all champion, right. a great leader. So, you know, talking about another player who played pretty poorly this game, let's go into uh, Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, he looked like a complete bum on some of these plays. You know, I know I called Edelman Butterfingers last week, or actually a couple weeks ago. But, you know, I think I have to move that nickname over to this guy. Like, that was just so bad. He had so many really weird plays. So, what do you think the 49ers did well? You know, this guy's a legendary passer. But, you know, I, I think it really is more to do with what he did wrong. You know, you tell me what you guys think. Okay, so if you're gonna if you're going to judge how a quarterback starts the game versus how they end the game, you have to do it on the same level, both both between Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. They both had the same start to the game for the most part. Now, obviously, the second quarter went to the Chiefs, but Aaron Rodgers finished the game very strong, um, in my opinion. You know, I I think that he looked like his old self halfway through the game, where he needed to do that in the beginning of the game to have a chance. Obviously, he didn't. He looked horrible, in my opinion. Like, I would have to agree with you at the beginning of the game. But the end of the game, he had a very strong finish. He was still very accurate, 31 for 39 yards for almost 300 yards. You know, I mean, the two touchdowns and the three fumbles with one loss, it does look kind of bad, I would agree. But I do feel, though that he finished the game very strongly. I don't think he's a bum by any means. He's still one of the greats, um, and he's definitely better than Pat Mahomes. So, bro, he tur- he bro- <laughs> so bro, I no, nah, Rob. He turned the ball over three times. Two interceptions in that fumble that you just mentioned. Yeah, he but shit happens, though. He can't fucking do that. Does it? Shit doesn't happen to Pat Mahomes, apparently. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but Pat Mahomes, <laughs> oh, my, don't even fucking start with me. But Jimmy Garoppolo was definitely disappointing this game. I know we brought it up earlier. But, uh, you know, only eight attempts. I mean, I guess you're giving Mostert the ball. But still, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think he's proven himself yet. Um, I guess he did learn from the best. But he needs he needs to have a good game to actually prove that he got there on merit instead of just the team around him. Because I do think the quarterback position is probably one of the most important, except in the, except in the eyes of the Chiefs. You know, you got, you know, weapons all around. But um, in uh, in the 49ers here, I, I do think Jimmy Garoppolo needs to prove himself to kind of secure his spot as a longtime starter in the league still. There's going to be an asterisk next to this Super Bowl appearance for sure. If he doesn't show up big in the Super Bowl, you're going to have to say, you know, he wasn't really a huge part in his team getting here. Like you could have thrown any, you know, somebody, just take a fan from the stands, new guy every game, like they would have gotten this far. So Right, right. And George Kittle only had one reception, you know, like the best the best tight end in the league right now. I mean, 
Granted, that is a product of Jimmy Grapple only throwing it and completing it six times. But still, Debo Samuel, you know, two receptions out of three targets. I mean, when they were passing the ball, it did look really good. But, you know, you need to see more out of your quarterback. Now, you have a dominant runner. Uh, you really can't stop that from happening. See, now, like I was saying, uh, I definitely, I, I just think this game wasn't that exciting to watch. I, like we were saying, the Packers came out and were just slow to start. Another horrible first half of the game for them. Um, like I said, dude, Aaron Rodgers, three turnovers, not helping his offense or his team out in any means. Um, it was just horror positioning for them. Uh, luckily, I mean, they came out and tried to fight for their, their way back from um, that huge deficit going into halftime. They never got the run game going like we predicted last week. I mean, although they, the, their defense, give me, don't get me wrong, their defensive line was very strong in this game and stopping the run. But honestly, Nick Bosa just couldn't, like, he couldn't get to Aaron Rodgers. He was finessing the pocket. And it was kind of funny he, to watch. He saw the sack, though. Yeah, one. He, I mean, Nick Bosa is someone uh, uh, that's very explosive that should have had a couple of sacks on that. Uh, no, you're, a, definitely, with, you're definitely with, not wrong. I mean, and especially with a quarterback, traditionally that is a pocket passer. You know, I would have expected a better performance out of their D-line and um, a lot more sacks on this game. But surprisingly, uh, Aaron Rodgers at his age still has some legs, so that's pretty crazy. I'm happy with Devontae Adams' performance. I mean, I, I wanted the 49ers to win this game, and they won this game. But I said to watch Devonta Adams, and they definitely got him open at nine out of eleven targets, uh, almost 140 yards. That was great. Um, if I mean, it could have helped him out if he got a couple touchdowns, uh, put him in the win category. But they didn't. Uh, he did. I mean, besides the two interceptions, he did spread the ball out a lot more than he usually does. I stated that last week. I think he he only targeted a, a select amount, maybe four or five receivers, and now he spread the ball out around ten different receivers, which is uh, good to see. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like completely disappointed with this game. I mean, I'm happy that the 49ers won and I predicted them to win, but uh, I would have liked to see a better performance out of the Packers because they sh- definitely didn't really put up much of a fight for them. A hundred percent. And and I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to the uh, to the 49ers defense right now. So the defensive line, I, I do agree with you. Uh, they had a solid performance. Um, you know, stopping the run. You know, Nick Bosa and Armstead uh, both had a sack. I mean, like you were saying, he's getting old, Aaron Rodgers. You know, he can't move as much. His legs did save him a couple of times, but that defensive line still got to him. And interestingly enough, the leading tacklers on the team were a safety and a cornerback. Which, I mean, granted, with 31 completed passes, it makes sense. But the but uh, Kawan Williams had a sack. At the cornerback position, so I find that very interesting when that happens. Definitely a dominant player in this game, um, <clears throat> stopping those Packers from scoring when they need to score. I just think he's a uh, a pretty solid player. And then on the other side of the ball, you got my boy Richard Sherman. So that defense is really a a, a uh, tough defense to do anything against. And give credit to Aaron Rodgers, you know, being able to come back to where he could have. He had a chance to win, in my opinion. Um, you know, with 10 minutes left, but it dwindled as time went on, obviously. So, you know, again, really the story of this game was Mostert and his crazy, crazy performance. You know, I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about that, but we're going to wrap this up in a sec. So this guy coming from, you know, he was undrafted. He was cut by six different teams, finally landing in the 49ers, has found his home. He set multiple records tonight. He's the only player in NFL history with at least 200 rushing yards and four touchdowns. He only came 29 yards short of breaking the all-time postseason game record that is held by Eric Dickerson. However, he broke the most yards in a conference game. 
He's the only player in history with 150 yards and three TDs in the first half of the playoff game, and he set a 49ers record with the most rushing yards and touchdowns in a postseason game. I think he had an absolutely phenomenal performance. You really can't doubt it. Um, he had a hell of a game, and I'm sure he'll carry that into the next week. All right, well, I'm gonna, I am gonna. agree with you on that point, and I think another honorable mention, which is going to shock both you and the listeners, but I'm giving it to Robbie Gold, the 49ers kicker. They don't get enough credit, and the dude was flawless. He had three for three field goals. The longest was 54 yards and uh, flawless extra point conversions. I mean, a field goal, your kicker can go a long way in the game. Obviously, games are decided by field goals, and I think he did a well, uh, great performance in this game, and he held together. So I'm going to give a shout-out to someone that usually doesn't get a shout-out. Give it to Robbie Gold. That was a throwaway MVP. What do you mean? In a game like... He didn't like, say MVP. He didn't say MVP. I said honorable mention. An honorable mention, fine. But still, I mean, a kicker, I mean, that's his one job. I mean, I understand you got to give him some more credit, but in a game that's not that close, to give it to that guy, I don't know. Come man. on, man. They I, don't get enough credit. Give him some credit. I, he's just doing his job. He's doing what he gets paid to do every day. So, I mean, yeah, I think that, that's guys, expected. And, and, and unless he was... That's the, better than you could say for some people like Richard Sherman nah, over there. Get <laughs> out of here, dude. Which, he did do his job, damn it. He didn't can't, let score can't even do his job. Like. Oh, come on. You're a, you're a non-believer. I'm definitely going to convert you to the Church of Richard Sherman after this the one. The Church of Sherman. Shithead. I'm, I'm a heretic. Like, um, so, you know... The way to get there wasn't so entertaining with this Packers game. It was sort of disappointing performance from Aaron Rodgers. You know, for you guys, I'm sure. I was pretty happy. Um, I honestly think, you know, ended up with, even going into the playoffs, I would have said this, but I think it's the best Super Bowl matchup we could have asked for. I mean, maybe you guys think the Ravens should have been in there, but I really, I'm super excited about this. I can't imagine a better matchup to watch to determine this season's outcome than the 49ers and Chiefs. You know, we're not going to get into what we think. We'll have a prediction episode right before the game, but um, it's really going to be an awesome Super Bowl. I think I'm, I'm really happy. So, you know, before the Super Bowl, there's going to be the Pro Bowl. That'll be next weekend. But instead of talking about that, because I, I don't think, you know, I think people are starting to care about it less. The way they do it is really not that interesting. So we're going to be doing a profile on both of the Super Bowl teams, and we're basically going to discuss their road to get to this point. So we'll, you know, talk about how they started in the season, how they look going in, what the expectations were, and how well they lived up to that. So, you know, look forward to that video. We'll release it on Tuesday, next Tuesday. So final closing note, want to mention that Dan has officially taken the win over Rob in our yeah, buddy. contest. That's <laughs> fucking right, dude. Get ready. <laughs> So you can take a look at our social media next few weeks. Uh, we'll have the shirt on there we, that we prepared for Rob. He hasn't seen it yet, so we'll get to do an unboxing video with him. Uh, it's it's already in the mail, but you know we're gonna do it probably after the Super Bowl. Is you know end of the season, hurrah! So yeah, that that's about it. <laughs> See you next Tuesday, guys.